Hey everybody, welcome to Spartan Mindset. Reed Maltby, Chad Denham. We're here getting ready for Reed's new book, The Spartan Mindset. Um, I've read it a couple times, it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, if you wanna know the power of words and the impact that they have, this is, this is the book for you. Um, there's a lot of books out there about mindset, uh, tons. It's really what's coming around in our culture right now is mindset, mindset. Um, this is not one of those books. This is, this is one of those books that helps you understand what words mean and the impact that they have and how important they are. But it also teaches you a lot of life lessons in there too. Uh, Reed, tell us a little bit more about what brought you to write this book. Where were you when you said, I'm going to write a book? <laughs> I feel like I have to pay you for all the nice stuff you just said. Uh, oh, you're paying me. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. What, what made me write the book? Well, you're right. It's not really about mindset. It's about so much more. Uh, what made me write the book was talking with my son. And at the time, I was working on some workshops on, called Warriors, Not Winners. Right. One of the pieces of the workshop was I would do a section where I would work with a, the warrior brain. How do we develop these, these indomitable spirits? How do we develop these resilient hustle uh, competitive brains in our kids. And so I mm -hmm. took liberty, claimed that, you know, certain words would, would light up certain parts of the brain. And so if you used words like love, well, that lit, lights up the amygdala and reduces the fear response in situations, which means it reduces the fight or flight response, all that. And so I'm working on that and I've got all these different parts of the brains lighting up on my PowerPoint when I talk about different words and everything. And my sure. son's like, that is really cool. He's like, you should write a book because you're such a, I, I'm a word nerd. And he's like, you're such a, a geek about words. You should write a book. Yeah. And so that was where it, came from but it's like I, I when i look back on that's all language has always been something that's mattered to me my tedx in 2015 was about the power of coaches words and prior to that right. i was always telling coaches be careful what you say because they hear it they pick it up they they absorb it it has an impact on their brains it has an impact on their performance we really need to be more intentional about our words and so that's where the book came from so when we talk about mindset it's really the words the language we use with ourselves and others and how we're processing it and all that that creates our source code for how we interact with the world that's mindset. Right, right. And it is. It's a big processing thing. You know, it absolutely is, right? And everyone processes different. You know, I, I do love that in the book and how you bring the biology portion into it, right? You know, there's a lot of other things that people talk about mindset and it's the psychology and it's qualitative, right? And you really make it quantitative. You, you put something there, right? You give people something, they can grasp it, right? It's something they can say, oh, okay, so this is how my brain is working, right? It's not just a, this is a feeling I'm feeling. We all have feelings. They're all big feelings, right? Just like when you're talking to coaches, you're saying the words are intentional. It's the same way with kids, right? Or as a man, when you speak to a woman, they hear exactly what you say. And the intentionality, is that a word, Ray? Yeah, oh, it is now. <laughs> it is now. I love it. Cool. So, you know, they hear that, right? People hear that and they understand that. And one of my favorite sayings is, you know, people might not remember what you say, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Yeah. my Angelou. Yeah. I love that. I love that piece. You know, there's a lot of that in there. I think it's great that I've known you for a while and you have this amazing family and this great connection with your kids, you know, especially as they get older, right? You get teenagers and you really do bring a lot to the table. You know, I mean, I mean, I guess your wife too. She's fine. Just so you guys know, his wife is absolutely phenomenal human being. So, you know, I think a lot of what stands out to me about the book is it's very impactful, but it's a gentle read. You know, you get through it and you're like, this is fun. You've got some fun stories in there, but it makes you think about things other than just what's there, right? It, it, it brings things to the forefront that you're like, oh, 
I can actually implement this easily instead of these big massive changes that other mindset books and other people talk about, right? You know, one of my favorite things, I have an education center and I have the privilege of putting Carol Dweck's work with growth mindset right alongside our curriculum. And I love that. I mean, we see these changes in these kids just put the word yet at the end of something that starts with I can't and they are going to change how they see everything. It is phenomenal. I do that for myself, right? We, we never stop. So has there been any other authors? Has there been any work, anything like that, that has been an influence for you? <laughs> yeah, there's so much I unpack on what you just said. Like, so one, the, the last question you asked, because there's so much else that you talked about that we could just dive into. And this is why I love spending time with you. You had to understand Chad and I, we met a while ago and it was like we were best friends almost immediately. My wife joked about the bromance and all of that, but there's just certain people in your world you connect with. And when you connect with them, you don't wanna, you wanna go deeper into that relationship with them and you definitely don't wanna walk away from that opportunity to grow as a human being around this person. And Chad brings out the best of me. When we go golfing, you know, he gives me a hard time all the time about my words. He's like, you're the word nerd, you know? Should you be talking to yourself about that? Cause I'll make a joke about how a bad drive or I'm gonna miss a putt. And I'll say, should you really say that? And the conversations we have are, always awesome so so we obviously assumed we'd be great at a podcast we, that's what, yeah we're hoping that's just how that yeah. works exactly yeah. and let's talk trash in the golf course you know what we should do we should do a podcast but here we are here it, we, we are and and we're going to take it to the golf course one day that which is gonna uh, be we are yeah that'll, field that'll trip. happen you know you got to take your classroom on a field trip so what influenced me well uh looking at my bookshelf i mean there's a ton of them carol dweck's work mindset uh daniel coyle he did the talent code and the culture code and I talk about the myelin sheaths in the book, and I talk about the brain science. That's Daniel Coyle. So just so you guys know, you may not understand what the myelin sheath is right away. That's There's a portion that wraps around you know, the neurons, and as they transmit and you retain information as the pathways develop in the brain, um, that's the part that, that kind of encapsulates them. And as that gets stronger and firmer, the pathways become a little more dense, so to speak. And that's what creates the memories and that's what creates the behaviors and gets those integrated into us. So And, and so if we're going to use the brain as a supercomputer concept, which we know has been debunked, I mean, the brain really isn't a supercomputer. We can't do think certain things that supercomputers can do. But it's a really good concept for us to wrap our heads around for how the brain works, right? So the myelin sheath then would be like in a computer, you've got those the wiring that's conducting information, uh, packet switches and things like that that are driving you know loads of information very quickly across computer and think about insulating those. And that's what the myelin sheath is. Yeah. The more insulation you have around it, the better the neuron fires. And that's Daniel Coyle talks about. Daniel Coyle influenced it from his perspective. Mark Robert Waldman wrote a book about damage caused to the brain by chronic verbal abuse. And I use that as a lead up to my, my TEDx so that, and it's scary as it is, I'm sitting in a room with, with somebody who studied neuroscience and knows it way better than me. I mean, that was college, let's be <laughs> honest. So everyone knows I'm not a neuroscientist, um, but I, college, I, I, I went after it pretty hard in college. But yeah, so I understand a lot of it and I have a love for it. It's kind of a passion of mine, how the brain works and what that looks like. I love that. So here's what's really crazy. I, I gave you a copy of the book. I had no, we had never talked about what your, we talked about your, your past, the armed forces. We talked about, you know, your current role with the Sylvan learning franchise. Yeah. Yeah. So he has, so we've talked about that. We've talked about, we've talked about our current lives, but neither of us have really delved into, you know, what, what was your background? I had no clue. So I give him this book and then I'm thinking, I'm like, it's sorry. It's a little heady in the beginning. It's real sciencey cause I'm a geek and a nerd, but once you get through that, it really flows. Well, I had no clue that he would be interested in the nerdy part of it. Like me, the neuroscience. So anyway, when I was prepping for the TEDx, I was reading Mark Robert Waldman's work on 
they were doing functional MRIs on the brains of children who'd been through chronic verbal abuse versus those who'd been through chronic physical. And the kick out is the, you know, the distillation is that there's no difference. The damage caused to the structures of the brain by chronic verbal abuse are the same as the damage caused by chronic physical. So I go into this TEDx and what I had no clue of is I, I did know, but you know, you're so wrapped up in being nervous about the fact you're going to be giving this talk for the whole world and be outed as an absolute imposter if you... Well, okay. I, first of all, I'm sitting here drinking rum at 1030 in the morning because I'm nervous <laughs> about doing a podcast. So I think we feel you right now. We all we all get that. I've got a glass right next to me just to be comfortable right now. I, I, so, I need to pour you know what? I need to pour We've whiskey. all been in places where we're like, okay, I'm, this is going to get weird, but I'm going to do it. This was so, right. this was it. This was this was you know the Navy SEALs on on Hell Week. This was my Hell Week, man. Nice. I'm like, oh my gosh, are it. you kidding me? I don't know if I can make it because what I didn't realize until I got there that day was I got this whole talk and it's wrapped around Mark Robert Waldman's work and it's wrapped around neuroscience and what we do to the brain and everything. And one of the speakers was a PhD doctor at a local university in neuroscience, and I'm like. Oh and you my nailed gosh. it. And you nailed it, though, didn't you? I must have. Because yeah, you she, did. She didn't but stand up during the middle right. of my talk and go, she didn't you're raise wrong. Her hand. <laughs> yeah. So you obviously nailed that. So that's great. So that, that was And when was the TEDx? What's the name of that TEDx? The name of the TEDx is Echoes Beyond the Game, Power of a Coach's Words, which nice. links right in. So that was in 2015. We're now in 2023, eight years later, and I've got a book now taking it to the next level. It's not just the power of words. It's the power of certain words. It's the, it's the way we use those words. It's not mm. just saying stuff. It's saying the right stuff. Right. No, so that's great. What else influenced it? James Kerr's legacy. Carmine Gallo, Talk Like Ted. Gosh, it's you, if you really want to understand a masterclass in how to encapsulate information into an engaging presentation or, or conversation, right. read Talk Like Ted. And then he created another one called Storyteller Secret. Yeah. Uh, you name it, uh, you know, Tim Ferriss, they've all influenced me. And I love that. I think that's great. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at this bookshelf, which runs deep. It, it, it's a beautiful thing, right, to have access to the minds that we have right now. And yours... Yours is one of those, right? And your book is going to be alongside these at some point um, in, in people's houses just like this. Uh, and that has to feel good. But I, I think I'd love to know, you, you've also been promoting this really hard. I mean, you've got, I mean, you, you just told me that you were, you know, talking with somebody out of Singapore the other day. And, you know, you've been on multiple podcasts promoting this. Uh, what are some of the names that you've worked with so far? I'll be on about 35 podcasts when it's all said and done. So Great. Race and Chew, the one you mentioned, Regacy Show out of yeah. Singapore. I've been on the the Coach's Knife for Rugby Coach Weekly. Uh, I've been on uh, a bunch of podcasts about resilience. So a whole handful of them. Right. And that's great. And these aren't small podcasts. You know, these are these are pretty solid. I've been on podcast. This is what's crazy. You made the comment about the book on the bookshelves. I still, we all have that imposter feelings every once in a while. And we also have yeah, that yeah. feeling like we're going to fall flat on our face when we put our soul to, into the world. The pod, some of the podcasts I'm going on, Lewis Howes was just on them or Grant Cardone was just on them or uh, Regacy has interviewed Gary Vaynerchuk. These are people right. whose books I have on my bookshelf. We're looking at Lewis Howes' book right there on the table next yeah. to you. And he yeah. was just on Book Thinkers before me. His book's about mindset too. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you you crazy kidding? I've been I've been reading and consuming stuff from these people for years, and now I'm like suddenly ending up on podcasts with them. It's it's freaky. Right. Here here's the thing though. When when are you done with the imposter syndrome? Do you do you need do you feel like you need to have a million copies sold before you feel like that? Or I mean, because here's the deal: you don't go on podcasts like that unless you're showing up with something to say. You are a subject matter expert. And you have that. And you've not only are you the expert, but you've created a subject that's relevant. And that's exciting. That's very exciting. So I think that you own that. 
So own it. This, see, this is the accountability I was talking about with Chad. He does this. We do this on the golf course, too, and he's right. And and I and I, it's good to have people in your life who challenge you and push you out of your comfort zone. But it's also good to have those people in your life who, every once in a while, remind you of the beauty that you have within you, right? And you do. So yeah. from a mindset perspective, I don't know if I'll ever lose the imposter syndrome because it's it's part of my shtick. It's part of how I grow my mindset. But for me, the never settle is I wake up certain days and go, Have I learned enough? Do I know enough? Am I good enough at this yet to prove that I'm a subject matter expert? And that drives me to continue to grow and learn versus going, I'm the best, I've learned everything, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to learn anything new, which we come across people like that. You, you've been in this world for more than one big pop, right? You didn't have a TEDx and disappear. I'm looking at something I wish I'd have done. I'm looking at posters on the wall of your 40 under 40. You know, I'm looking at awards. I'm looking at all of these things that you have that prove that you're not an imposter. And I think this is a good place to jump off, right? Because look at, we, I think we all feel, I mean, I know I do, right? Oh man, we have these feelings of, I'm not, I'm not good enough. Like, what's my worth? We don't, I, I spent a long time not celebrating my successes. It was only the last couple years when someone pointed out to me that, hey, you know, this is worth something. Like, celebrate your birthday. It's a change, right? So, you know, it's funny to hear and I think it's good for people to hear someone that's successful and intelligent and knows what's going on. You are able to sit back and say, I'm not enough, right? But it's not, it's not so much that, right? You're, you're sitting back and you're saying, I want more. And there's a difference between those words. Yes. I'm not enough yet or I want more because yes. there's always more. Because any intelligent person will tell you that the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Yes. So, so I think now, episode one, is a good time for you to say, I have accomplished good things and I'm still going to. So say it. I have accomplished good things and I'm still going to. I, you're right. And it's a change of words. It's not that I'm not enough. It's that I just want to do more. Like right. I don't want to be none of we you and I don't want to be one hit wonders. The reason why we keep bouncing back and doing new things and reiterating and and version two point five or what a six point oh yeah. is because we want to leave a legacy that's well beyond our time on this planet. We we talk about we're gonna talk a lot about resiliency, you know, over the next few episodes and you know, resiliency and coming back. I mean, same thing last couple of years, you know, people, you know, I had someone tell me, you know, you're your story is a comeback, right? Like you're always coming back from something, right? You've had these big hits and you come back, you come back, you keep going, right? Um, it's, but but what else is there? You, what, what are you gonna do? You're gonna, you're gonna sit at home, your apartment or your house and, you know, just binge Netflix the whole time? Or are you gonna get off your ass and do something? And we all have downtimes, right? But but we're here to experience and live. And I spent a very long time defending myself, defending my emotions against hurt. But that also def that also put up a wall against happiness. So now you're living in this area where all of your happiness is situational and your hurt can become overwhelming. And that's not okay, right? And I think that what you've done is you've, you have intentionally or otherwise Surrounded yourself with reminders of the good things that you've done. That's a driver. Now, I mean, you, you have an amazing support system, right? But that has to be a driver for you. 
whether you whether it's intentional or not. So, and we're gonna talk about resiliency. I mean, we you know we're gonna share with everybody kind of our stories. Um, this is meant to be you know lighthearted and fun. The first episode, we're gonna really get out there and kind of talk about the book and dig in a little bit. It's gonna be a little little deep, but after that, we're gonna relax and just kind of you know talk and banter and. Um, bring up some real stuff though. I mean, there's going to be some vulnerabilities. There's going to be real talk. We're going to have great people that are going to come and talk with us. Uh, it's going to be a good time. And I know I'm excited about that. I am. I'm really excited. And you're right. We're not scripted. We're not, we're literally looking at each other and just chatting back and forth. So there is no script. There aren't any, many bullet points in front of us. And that's how the show is going to be. Cause that's yeah. how that's life with us, man. It's like, you've climbed into the golf cart with us when we're on the back nine and you're just going to hear the conversation. Right. And as soon as Reed puts his shirt back on, it's going to get a lot more comfortable. Well, you know, I think I was, I was yeah. hot. It's, it's hot well, in here. I mean, so. it's your house. You do what you want to do. Right? <laughs> it's your studio. I mean, if you want to do that, if you want to go full, full Burt Kirshner, you do well, that, man. It's know. fine with me. It's a little weird. I did, but I did put my pants on at least, you know. I, I you didn't. know what? Thank God. Thank <laughs> I didn't pull. Who was a Seinfeld? Seinfeld. He used to has have his pants hanging in the green room. I don't want wrinkles. No wrinkles. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> so I want to I want to close with. You're right. It's going to be much. It's not going to be heady all the time. We will go yeah. heady because that's one of my trademarks. Is like you said earlier. I love going into the science. I always want to justify mm -hmm. and prove what I'm saying. And science is where it's at. So I never want to say anything without it being backed up by. You know the science behind it but having said that finish with a couple real quick quotes here and one is my dad used to always say i'll never judge you son by the things that happen to you i'll judge you by how you react to them and so that's that's that bouncing back shit's gonna happen excuse the fringe you know how are we gonna react that's to english that's <laughs> english well if i say it a certain so the word so, yeah. yeah the word yeah. yeah good job it comes down to you know we just, we got to bounce back. That's life. And you're right. We can't just lay down and let life happen. We've got to take it by the horns. Yeah. All right. I like it. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. It's going to get fun. Stick with us. Um, we're going to have some really good people on here. And uh, looking forward to the next one. I am too. We'll see you soon on the Spartan Mindset.